0: Welcome to the Sosha Podcast, the hub for all conversations spiritual and healing. Join us for everything to do with crazy spiritual encounters, the various different types of healing modalities, the ascended masters, and special guests as we explore the infinite realms of possibility within our own magnificent being. This is the Sosha Podcast. Welcome to episode number three of the Sasha podcast. No, my, hi, bienvenu, bienvenido, bienvenido, salamatatang, welcome. I have yet to learn any more. Um, I really hope to soon. Hello. Hello,
1: everyone. So good to be here back for another episode.
0: Back for another episode of the Sasha podcast. So last week, or well, last episode, we were talking about shamanism, the modality of shamanism. How did you find that, bud?
1: Yeah, I found it really, really interesting. I feel like we could have so many conversations around it. And I kind of walked away and I was like, I hope people don't think that it's really dark. Like (laughs) some of the things that we spoke about was like full on, you know, full on depth of of what can come up. So Mm. I think it's also like a really beautiful, uh, important thing to remember that, you know, in order to hold more light, we have to go into the dark, and that's the intention of it. It's, it's not because it's fun, <laughs> it's yeah. just, you know, to hold more light, it's what it's about. So, yeah, yeah, it's, and
0: I think that's, that's a, I guess, a common misconception of the healing journey is we, I guess, we believe it's going to be all light and fluffy and, and, and happy and love and light and all of that, but there is an element of like shadow with it. And I think the beauty about shamanism, as well as a bunch of other modalities, but shamanism in particular, is really about owning that shadow and going deep with it and allowing you to kind of navigate that journey by yourself yeah
1: mm, yeah i definitely believe like it's just it's an, a gateway to truth you know and usually those that are interested in shamanism it's because it is initiating you you know it's you know that desire is your soul your spirits you know calling you into it and that means that you're ready for truth you know you're ready to a, you know what? What's it, what is it in the Matrix? The blue pill. The blue pill. Or the red pill. The re- yeah, the blue, blue pill, pill, the red pill. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, you're ready to wake up. You're ready to, you're ready
1: to uh, shake the illusion of, I mean, mistruths that are, yeah, yeah, yeah and, that, in, in the in your life and in the world. And
0: yeah. yeah, and so yeah, last episode was super powerful. If you haven't had a chance to check that out, go check out episode number two. Uh, an awesome conversation with Libby here. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about or more so uh, sharing some stories. So today's theme, today's genre is all about stories and the way that these kind of work is we're going to be going deep into some of the indigenous stories or some of the more cultural stories uh, of our past in a range of different areas. So for example, today we're going to be talking about a, a couple of creation myths and maybe next time, who knows, maybe next time we'll talk about a couple of gods, you know, stories about particular gods, Ra, Set. Uh, from Egyptian mythology mm. Zeus you know Aries Mars other sorts of gods and deities from around the world and 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 really sharing the messages behind it all but also the wisdom behind every story because you know these were the stories that nurtured and nourished our people mm. you know our people when we were when we were just waking up in this world and you know we would look to the stars and we would create stories about or hear or listen or feel the stories or experience the stories of what our ancestors used to do Mm. and so that's the that's the purpose of of today and this genre this this theme
1: Mm, it's so cool and just touching on that as well I received a message I, I received a message last week in my inbox and it was so beautiful and it was from she might even be listening today but she said You guys have to put a disclaimer on your podcast because when we start learning all this information and start, you know, having these conversations and and going deep into these experiences, whatever that is, (laughs) you know, you're opening up your own consciousness. And so things can begin happening in your own life, you know, as you wake up, as you raise your frequency, as you become more in tune and in harmony with the universe and with your spirit and your soul and the unseen realms so maybe we'll add a little disclaimer warning (laughs) your life may enhance (laughs) in miraculous and crazy and amazing and interesting ways as you develop a relationship with the unseen world
0: (laughs) so warning warning warning
1: without a magic ps (laughs) yeah
0: warning you may experience magic So, real life magic. Real, real life magic. So our first story that we're going to go into is the creation myth from Maori traditions. And this is something that I've heard multiple different times. I've heard various different stories of it. And with every single story that we share on here, you know, it's it, it's more of just a particular story. It's not the story because every single culture, every single tribe will have varying We'll have different versions of the of a similar story, and what it hopes to give is uh, an understanding as to you know where our where our beliefs were back in the day. So, you know, with these stories, I urge you to to to, to take it on board, but to also, I guess, not take it as one hundred percent truth, but as a guideline as to what what uh, I guess what we were experiencing and how we were back in the day. So there may be varying. A bunch of different versions of these stories—not just this Maori story, but also, you know, we're going to go into the Cherokee creation story shortly after this as well. But feel free to turn the volume up, relax, close your eyes, maybe envision, uh, maybe visualize it as if you're watching a Taika Waititi movie or Marvel or or Avatar or something.
1: Story time with Dane.
0: Story time with Dane. So feel free to relax, unwind, or if you're driving, don't relax and unwind and close your eyes, um, but we, yeah, we respect that uh, for the next few minutes or so it may take you on a, on a bit of a journey. In the beginning of time there was nothing, no earth, sea or sky, just darkness. In this nothingness, Ranginui, the sky father, and Papa Tuan, the earth mother, came to be. They had many children who were all male. The sons lived between them in the darkness. As the children grew up, they wondered what it would be like to live in the light. Two Matawinga, the fiercest of all the sons, shouted to his brothers, Let's kill them! The brothers disagreed. Tane Mahuta, the god of the forest and the birds, had a solution to the problem. We will push them apart. Ranginui will be in the sky above us and Papatuanuku will stay below us so she remains close. Rumatane, the god of cultivated food, tried to push his parents apart. He pushed and pushed with no success. Then, Tangaroa, the god of the sea, and Haumia Tikitiki, the god of wild food, joined him. Together they pushed and pushed and pushed, but still, their parents would not let go of each other. Eventually, Tāne tried. He placed his shoulders on his mother and his feet on his father and pushed hard for a very long time. Rangi and Papa called out in distress. Why are you doing this? Please don't separate us. Tāne continued to push with his strong legs until finally Rangi and Papa were prized apart. The children were excited to finally have light and space to move. Tāwhirimātea, the god of the wind, was angry about the separation. He could not stand to hear his parents in pain or to see the tears coming from Ranginui. Tāwhirimātea shouted to his brothers, You will forever have to deal with my anger! As he flew up to the sky to join his father. Tāwhirimātea fought his brothers with wind, storms, clouds, rain, mist and fog the trees and plants of tāne were smashed and crashed to the ground where they became food for the animals and rotted to nothing. The waters of the oceans of Tangaroa rose, huge waves and whirlpools formed, scaring the fish under the seas and the reptiles into the forests. Later, when the world was calm, tāne created forests and plants to keep papa warm and clothed, and in the branches of the trees, he made homes for the birds. Then he wove a cloak of stars and threw it up into the sky for his father. To this day, we can see the gods and their actions on earth. Rangi and Papa still miss each other to this day. The rain is Rangi crying for Papa. And when there is mist rising from the land, it is the sigh of Papa as she longs for Rangi. And so that is the Māori creation story, or one of, or a version of, the Māori creation myth.
1: Mm. What did you think? Yeah, it's really, it's interesting, isn't it? Just hearing the mythology and the different people's understanding or interpretation of creation. Mm. You know, like you can imagine, I can imagine you know, if one of the elders, one of the Māori elders sitting around and the people sitting around and they're in meditation and they're, you know, perhaps seeing what was happening and they're having conversations, you know, at the very beginning of time and, you know, having conversations and meditation and connecting with each other and these, and the having a kōrero, for those of you abroad, that means conversation, having a chat and, you know, putting together what they interpreted creation to have looked like. Mm. How did the world start? How did the universe start? How did the stars get there? How come there's a sky? Why is there a forest? Why is there the ocean? Why are the fish in the ocean? And why are the animals, you know, on the land? I think these are all questions that every single person, human, human. <laughs> asks, you know, if we're deep thinkers like we are. Mm. I'm sure everyone listening to this as well is. And, you know, it's really fascinating seeing how they came to that. It's, I think it's really cool.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible how, and, you know, here's where we come into, like the belief side. You know, did we, did we experience that? You know, as you know, did our ancestors experience the, the I guess, the, the presence of these gods, of these deities? Did they associate it with it? And, you know, I have a belief that, you know, this is my own personal belief. Is that I do believe in you know the gods that are around us, the Atua, the 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 various different I guess uh, essences of each different thing in this world. Because I don't know, there's a part of me which likes to, you know, I I think I believe in it because I like to think to believe in it. But you know, I also it kind of makes sense to me in a way as well. You know, just like in any in any I guess organizational structure, you have you know take take some big chain take mcdonald's for example i do not advertise mcdonald's don't i'm just not an advertisement i I think it's the most global company that you can recognize right everyone because you know we're we're reaching countries around the world so let's take mcdonald's for example you've got a ceo right and then you have various different sales managers and managers of different areas around the world you know asia pacific and um africa uh Europe all sorts and so they each have different responsibilities and tasks associated with how they run their ship how they run their region and I think that's what I liken, you know this particular story or this this belief system is that you've got you know the one supreme being who's like the CEO mm-hmm. and then you've got the various different atua or gods who look after their separate affairs mm. and I think that's the way that for me, right now, it kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, and for me as well. Like whenever I go down to the beach, for example, it's so simple for me. I, you know, I acknowledge the 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 spirit of the ocean. I acknowledge mm. the the sky. I acknowledge the sun. I give gratitude to the to the land and to the guardians of the land. So I definitely, you know, and I also believe that you know, there's. You know, even entering a forest, like wherever I am in the world when we're traveling or, you know, traveling around the world, entering a forest, you know, I give gratitude to the guardians of the forest, the Mm. spirit of the forest, which is kind of what you're talking about and what, you know, what they're they're talking about in the spirit of of creation and the story of creation. The story
0: of creation. Yeah, no, that's, it's certainly a belief that I enjoy. Mm. Um, I believe it gives power, not power, but it gives belief and credence to things which are, you know, above us. Know, so to speak or things which have different purposes or things which are you know higher than us and, and it's probably not the right word of you know English language is a bit of a, a limitation sometimes but
1: the interconnectedness of all things
0: eh? yeah the interconnectedness and another story to share on the back of that one which kind of goes deeper into uh, Maori culture is that you know we can back in the day you know we would um, how do how do you say it? We would trace our lineage back to the different gods, mm. you know, and we would still do this today. We would trace our lineage back to Tane Mahu, to the god of the forest, or we'd trace our lineage to Tangaroa, with the god of the ocean. You know, we would trace our lineage. So under that belief, th- that gives the idea that we are also essences of those gods. Mm. You know, we have that power within us, which is something which I. Truly value and resonate with because I do believe that you know every single person has the ability to create just like mm-hmm. a god does. You know, does that mean that we are gods? I don't know. I think we're still you know experiencing this life in a very human format, but we still have that essence. You know, we have the ability. We're kind of like the the great 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 grandchildren of gods, so to speak. I <laughs> love
1: that.
0: Yeah, and so in Maori culture, you know, we can papa slash genealogize slash trace back our lineage to various different mm. gods, which I think is cool as well. That's really cool. I am very biased because I myself am Maori, so you know, that, that's kind of my bias coming in. Um, but I also try to incorporate a range of other belief systems as well. So the next story that we're going to share is one of the Cherokee creation story. Um, and this is slightly different, but it still gives a an interesting perspective and I think that's the key is perspective.
1: Mm. I'm excited to hear this. Yeah. yeah and just touching on what you said before as well just like that you know are we are we gods like I, you know we are the creators of our reality you know our thoughts, our emotions, our feeling what vibrations we, Emit what frequency we emit, we're creating our reality with every thought, with every emotion, with mm. every intention that we set, with every single choice that we make every single day. So in a way, you know, and I, and I believe that we are all, like you say, you know, with the, with the great, 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 great kids, but the, you know, we have the expression of the divine. We all have the divine mm. God, source, creator within us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Completely resonate, yeah. completely agree.
1: So I'm excited to hear the story of creation from the Cherokee.
0: Cherokee, now, just a bit of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a bit of a, uh, a word of, not warning, but just letting you all know that some of the words in here, some of the names, I will not be able to pronounce. Um, I cannot read some of the the characters. <laughs> They're very different looking characters. So I'll try my hardest to uh, to repeat what I'm reading. And hopefully it will still give you the same, exact same experience. But here we go, the the Cherokee creation story. The Earth is a great island floating in a sea of water and suspended at each of the four cardinal points by a cord hanging down from the sky vault which is of solid rock. When the world grows old and worn out, the people will die, and the cords will break and let the earth sink down into the ocean, and all will be water again. The Native Americans are afraid of this. When all was water, the animals were above in Galunlati, beyond the arch, but it was very much crowded. And they were wanting more room they wondered what it was what was below the water and at last beaver's grandchild the little water beetle offered to go and see if it could learn it darted in every direction over the surface of the water but could find no firm place to rest then it dived to the bottom and came up with some soft mud which began to grow and spread on every side until it became the island which we call the earth. It was afterward fastened to the sky with four cords but no one remembers who did this. At first the earth was flat and very soft and wet. The animals were anxious to get down and sent out different birds to see if it was yet dry but they found no place to alight and came back again to Lati. At last it seemed to be time, and they sent out the buzzard and told him to go and make ready for them. This was the great buzzard, the father of all the buzzards we see now. He flew all over the earth, low down, near the ground, and it was still soft. When he reached the Cherokee country, he was very tired, and his wings began to flap and strike the ground and wherever they struck the earth there was a valley and where they turned up again there was a mountain when the animals above saw this they were afraid that the whole world would be mountains so they called them back but the cherokee country remains full of mountains to this day when the earth was dry and the animals came down it was still dark so they got the sun and set it in a track to go every day across the island from east to west just overhead. It was too hot this way, and the red crawfish had his shell scorched a bright red, so that his meat was spoiled, and the Cherokee do not eat it. The conjurers put the sun another hand breadth higher in the air, but it was still too hot. They raised it another time and another, until it was seven handbreadths high and just under the sky arch. Then it was right, and they left it so. This is why the conjurers call the highest place the seventh height, because it is seven hand-breadths above the earth. Every day the sun goes along under this arch, and returns at night on the upper side to the starting place. There is another world under this, and it is like ours in everything, animals, plants, and people, save that the seasons are different. The streams that come down from the mountains are the trails by which we reach this underworld, and the springs at their heads are the doorways by which we enter. But, to do this one must fast, and go to water, and have one of the underground people for a guide. We know that the seasons in the underworld are different from ours, because the water in the springs is always warmer in winter and cooler in summer than the outer air. When the animals and plants were first made, we do not know by whom, they were told to watch and keep awake for seven nights, just as young men now fast and keep awake when they pray to their medicine. They tried to do this, and nearly all were awake through the first night, but the next night several dropped off to sleep, and the third night others were asleep, and then others, until on the seventh night, Of all the animals, only the owl, the panther, and one or two more were still awake. To these were given the power to see and to go about in the dark, and to make prey of the birds and animals which must sleep at night. Of the trees, only the cedar, the pine, the spruce, the holly, and the laurel were awake to the end. And to them it was given to be always green, and to be greatest for medicine, but to the others it was said, Because you have not endured to the end, you shall lose your hair every winter. Men came after the animals and plants. At first there were only a brother and sister, until he struck her with a fish and told her to multiply. And so it was. In seven days a child was born to her, and thereafter every seven days another. And they increased very fast until there was danger that the world could not keep them. Then it was made that a woman have only one child in a year, and it has been so ever since. Wow! Cool story. Mm-mm,
1: that was awesome. What do you think? That was really cool. I really resonate with that. I love that so much. Yeah. I love how it talks about like. Coming back to water, Mm. and water is the the origin of all things. You know, Mm. it's said that you know, like nothing exists without water. And of all the elements, I feel like it's you know such a powerful life force and all things. So that was really cool and and the trees and just Mm. how you know how and why some lose their leaves and others don't and what i found really fascinating though was the seven days Mm. was you know that's like the in the biblical um story of creation is the seven days yeah and then the woman only being able to birth one child per year
0: Mm.
1: you know nine months in utero and then the Next three months are you know in the earth side, but still effectively the child is still you know being born effectively. Mm. Those first three months outside of you, sure. So it's just so fascinating to hear that.
0: Yeah, there's some cool, there's some pretty cool insights, you know. And while it's a very, I'll say, a short story, and you know, some of the creation, I guess, some of the story about creation and it, you know, it can be spoken about you can go so much further in depth with with all of it you know talking about the different um the different animals and it's interesting you know from the Cherokee perspective or from this particular perspective is that it's the animals which they which they give credence to which they give I guess um respect and reverence to as opposed to different gods you know we heard in the first story about how it was the gods that created everything the gods that did everything but in this particular story, it's animals, mm. and so there's a, there's a natural, uh, there's a natural kind of relationship or symbiosis between the world and and the animals, and these great animals that come down. You know, the what was it the the great buzzard that came down and and struck his wings mm. and created mountains and valleys, and the the water beetle you know going to see if it could learn so you know there's a different there's a different story there about the great water beetle and beaver's grandchild like all sorts of different elements to it which i think is pretty cool but there are just so many i think every line in that story could have like a, a lesson on it?
1: Yeah, it's so fascinating. And what and like the difference between, say, the Maori story and then this Cherokee story, like I found the Ma- the Maori story is very like about the gods, about the Atua, about the you know, the heavens and very spirit like very spiritual spirity. Mm. It's <laughs> a new word now. I whereas this, you know, and you know, lots of um Native American cultures and, and obviously, you know, the Cherokee culture. Uh, connecting with the animals the same as in shamanism around going into the earth realms Mm. and working with the earth realms and there's very earthly beings you know instead of like these heavenly kind of energies it's very like you know the animal and things that we see in manifestation in this Mm. physical world so yeah it's really cool
0: yeah kind of backing up on our on our last episode about shamanism they kind of this this story in particular relates to that Mm. which is cool Mm. I didn't actually intend to do that but it's fascinating how it comes about you know working with the animals Mm. the spirit animals the great animals Mm. working with and you know I'd say this all I'm not Cherokee myself I'm not Native American myself uh, and with all of these stories that we create we only hope to give respect to mm. the, these native and indigenous cultures that we are not a part of, but mm. we truly respect. Yeah. And I guess one disclaimer that I want to raise that I want to raise is, you know, we do all this with respect. Uh, we value, you know, if someone, if people want to share uh, or provide feedback as yeah. well, correction, you know, correction. Yeah. yeah we yeah. we we we're, we're fully open to that as yeah. well because we understand that we may not get it right. Yeah. Uh, but our purpose is to. Just help expand the reach of these stories yeah, to tell you, these stories.
1: I'm so glad that you said that because I remember. I remember when we were in Bali in 2018 and we would, we just got married, I think, and we and as you were talking about this Cherokee story, I was thinking like I had this like this memory pop up of this of this experience that we had, and I thought, oh my gosh, if the if if we're like talking about this and it's there's something that's not right or there's something that's incorrect or disrespectful I could only imagine how someone of the Cherokee people are feeling listening to us sharing this story which we're you know Mm. humble students of of learning and, and sharing what we are learning as well. Um and the situation was in, Tud- in Bali you somehow came across this rugby team oh, in yeah. the states who in the states and they had called themselves the Maoris or something like this and mm. you got I saw you get like really upset and really emotional about you know this team this rugby team who had called themselves the maoris and you're like there's not even an s in maoris and i just saw your journey and your reaction to that and that Mm. was just one little thing but you know i think when we are sharing about different cultures and about different people and about different what would you call it like you know to do it with respect and and then the, the most respectful way to really have reverence for the people and you know, and everything about that. So yeah, we're
0: open to, we're open to feedback. feedback. Open, fully open to feedback. So, if this has brought up anything for you, we welcome it. Uh, we respect it as well. Um, but as I mentioned before, you know, the purpose of this is to raise exposure, send these stories out because these stories are what we believe. There's a lot of knowledge, a lot of wisdom in these stories, and it gives it gives an idea as to where we've come from. Where all of us have come from, mm. you know, regardless of where you where you are and who you are. Mm. But those are the stories for this week.
1: Cool. Yeah. Great.
0: Yeah. So next time that we do this, I don't know what the stories will be. <laughs> we may have a couple of completely different takes on gods or um, nature or there's so many different the universe. The, u- like the, like the universe, yeah. To
1: hear about the big, you know, like the Big Bang theory, you know, like. That like
0: that story of creation. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And what comes to mind is the the Maori story of the I guess the creation. So this is this is a version of the Earth creation, yeah, and then I think with of it, yeah. yeah with with Maori culture, there's there's levels before that. Yes, you know, with with a great um, the supreme being, yeah. he had to go through. Um, I think it was seven turns, seven days, and seven nights. No- so there's this there's this interesting. No, there's this interesting correlation or this interesting repetition of the number seven, seven yeah. you know, in biblical times, the seven days, yeah, and this, um, Cherokee, this story. Cherokee story. So it'll be fascinating to introduce and understand what the significance is of the number seven, yeah. and that's half the reason. Another part of the reason as to why we wanted to share these stories is because it's all, it's all a message. It's all different versions of the same message, and so when we get to that essence the the true essence of that message then we'll figure out actual what the knowledge is Mm. you know because this is just Cherokee biblical you know Maori like what's the what's the significance of the number seven
1: and when you see all the stories together and you hear all the stories together and even you know like hearing the stories of many religions and many belief systems all together you can Mm. see the patterns in each of them and you can also see like the human interpretation with the understanding and the ability to communicate you know Mm. here they are like writing talking and we know that communication a verbal communication is the lowest form of communication in the universe Mm. right in the world you know we we use energy first and then so many other things and so our ability to actually communicate with words Mm. stories of the unseen realms can be really challenging sometimes yeah (laughs) so i think they've done a really good job And bringing these three. And you did a really good job in sharing the stories. So,
0: thank you. Thanks. I I evoked my uh, storyteller voice (laughs) and tried to read it as accurately as I could.
1: And to everyone listening as well, thank you so much for being here. It's been really, I hope you've enjoyed today. And I hope that you have expanded your um, knowledge, wisdom, consciousness. Yeah, and just the kind of questions that you're asking. And it's evoked a sort of curiosity around you know, mm. your direction and your belief system and who you are and your place in the world. Mm. That's when we come home to that is, you know, the foundation for everything.
0: Yep, totally. So if you have a particular type of story uh, about creation, mythology, spirituality that you would like us to share on your behalf uh, or, and, if you have any fascinating crazy spiritual encounters that you would like for us to share as well we've already had quite a few people chime in and send us some stories which we can't wait to share by the way uh, then send them to hello at school of spiritual healing arts.com. that's hello at school of spiritual healing arts.com. we would love to be able to share them on your behalf and Create an episode around them too. You know, if you've got a story, uh, a mythological story that you, know, you you may want to share from an indigenous tribe that we may not have heard of, uh, then we welcome that as well, and we would love to share it and explain and ex- and discuss more in depth. Uh, but we look forward to seeing you on the next episode, where we hope to have a special guest. Ooh, Woohoo. that'll be fun, yeah. and we'll be going deep into. Yeah, a lot of cool things into that conversation. So check out the next episode. Have a listen to the previous episodes, the Spiritual Encounters with Dane and Libby, Shamanism with Libby. And this episode is, well, you've just listened to it.
1: And do us a favor, guys. We so appreciate it when you rate, you share, you tag us, you share it on your socials. This really helps us reach more people and have these conversations with more and more people. So every single action that you take really helps us out as well. So we help you, you help us, and it's win-win for all.
0: Yay. Win-win for all. Hooray. But thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you all. And we'll see you on the next episode of, well, hear you, listen to you, feel you on the next episode of The Sasha Podcast. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Sasha Podcast. We are eternally grateful for your presence. If you found some value in this episode, please leave a rating, a review, and share it with as many of your friends as possible. And we'll see you inside the next episode of The Sasha Podcast.